Hey everybody, Craig from YHS here. Before we get going, I wanted to tell you all about our first ever spin-off show. That's right, the Yes Have Some Universe is expanding, and it is called Toy Anxiety. We've been doing it for a while, and we're having an amazing time. Ryan Dole joins myself and various other members of the Yes Have Some Universe. Every week, we talk toys, new, vintage, action figures, play sets, Masters of the Universe, Ghostbusters, Ninja Turtles, Power Rangers, and everything in between. And of course, Star Wars. I mean, give me a break. We are talking so much Star Wars toys on Toy Anxiety. You can find it wherever you get your podcasts. It's a separate feed from this one. iTunes, Spotify, and of course, every week live on YouTube. Join us for Toy Anxiety. Okay, on with the show. People were conceited douchebags. The only place in the multiverse where you can love the book, hate the movie, but still buy all the toys. I'm afraid you're just too darn loud. I'm not looking for a friend. I'm looking for a Jedi master. A what? Please remember to hold on to your butts and get ready to get stressed. With your hosts, Craig Goldberg, Abigail Gardner, and Jacob Walsh. Hey everybody, Craig from Yes Have Some Podcast here. Tonight we have a very awesome introduction, conversation. I don't know what we're doing, but it's exciting. Jacob Walsh is joining me. We are partnering up with the containment unit, the Ghostbusters containment unit, which is the autograph collecting hub of the entire Ghostbusters community run by Matt Sanders and Tom Henry. And they are launching their own podcast, the containment unit podcast. And they were like, Hey, how do we do it? And I was just like, I don't, I don't know. You'd think on paper, I know, (laughs) but I don't, but we're excited. We're going to kind of walk them through how to do your first episode again. I don't know why they asked us. No, I'm just kidding. I, I should be more humble. I know why, because yes, have some is awesome. And the containment unit is awesome. And this is a match made in heaven. So I'm going to throw it to them. Did you just, did, did you just say I should be more humble and then, and then immediately follow that up with calling yourself awesome? I did. I don't know what the word humble okay. means. Humble is where you brag about yourself. Um, Matt Sanders, tell the people who you are what you've got going on and why the containment unit podcast is here. And uh, yeah, I'm excited. It's great to uh, meet you. I've met you before, but this is the first time doing this in an official manner. Let's face it. That, that, that is true. Uh, well, Hey, first uh, congrats on five years in podcasting. That's a big deal. And Thank it's you. crazy Thank to you. think that it's already been five years that I've been listening to y'all. Um, so this is, this is kind of a dream come true for me. But uh, Aim let's high. see. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Tom and I are huge Ghostbusters fans. We both have been since uh, we're youngins. And uh, I think we kind of view ourselves as uh, a little bit of Ghostbusters historians. And we like to collect history, which in most, most of the time manifests itself in autographs. And so we had this desire to make sure that fans – got real stuff for the collection because there's so much fake stuff out there. And then we also feel compelled to share these stories as we meet with cast and crew uh, for the signings and stuff like that. We, we want to share their stories and get it out there so it doesn't get lost to time. And that's kind of these interviews and these stories is what brought about the idea of us having a podcast. So we're really excited to come up with a new way to share this with the fans. Awesome. Very cool. Uh, Tom, how about yourself? I, I'm trying to piece the you know, puzzle pieces together, trying to figure out when I first met you guys. Like, obviously, when the containment unit launched, I knew what you guys were doing, and I think we had had some conversations, but uh, it, it's been really great getting to know you guys over the last year or two. But, yeah, Tom, give us, uh, give us your spiel, man. Where, how do you fit in all this? Oh, man. Uh, well, I, you know, I... I think it really all started uh, when I was a young boy uh, wearing my proton back to school on the on the first day, uh, <laughs> which probably got me in trouble. But um, but no, really, um, 
I think uh, 2016 is is kind of what kicked it off. Um, I had one of those uh, Ghost Core franchises, and um, and because of hold that, on, <laughs> oh, thank you, oh. uh, thank you for adding uh, the Yeah, yeah, certificate. Yeah, you can't see these. Certificate yeah, yeah. didn't happen. Right. So uh, I, I got. I mean, I got invited. You know, like you guys to the trailer event and the the premiere and stuff, and uh, it made me realize that there was a lot more fans out there. I guess than maybe I knew. Um, Around that same time, autographs had become big on Facebook. Um, some friends of ours started uh, some autograph groups for Star Wars and Indiana Jones. And I was always just a Ghostbusters collector, and I was pretty much the only guy that, that at least that I knew that did. And, um, you know, we've all been burned in the past. And I decided, uh, well, actually, Matt decided that that we would use our fandom and our, our knowledge of the hobby to put the group together so that we could connect like-minded Ghostbusters fans. It was really his fault because I rejected it for a very long time. You but didn't want to do it. Here we are. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a no. lot. It, I can't imagine the amount of work. Uh, it's not only the work that goes into these private signings that you guys do, um, which is kind of the the big piece of the puzzle, but the um, just the responsibility of, obviously, you're taking payments from people all over the country, maybe all over the world. You're handling their their precious, uh, you know, memorabilia. Like, it's a giant responsibility and a huge undertaking. So, um, somebody's got to do it, it though. Is. I'm glad it's not me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we both had experience. Uh, in the autograph world, there's a big thing, and, and it's it's incorrectly called consignment, but where you uh, people will send you their items and you go to a convention and you get it signed at a convention and you charge them a couple bucks for your time. Uh, Matt and I both had experience doing that. He would do uh, Megacon in Orlando and I did a bunch of shows here in California. So we, we've been used to getting 20, 30 pieces signed by, by folk. And uh, I think that kind of just spun into the group. Matt, you, you, you had done some private signings before as well, right? I have. I, I, my first one was with Warwick Davis while he was in town doing something at Epcot. So, yeah, so none of that. And like Tom said, the consignments and, um, and I think Craig, you had asked where we first met, if I'm correct, it was at FanFest, Ghostbuster FanFest, when Tom and I were out there with our displays of how to spot fake autographs and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, yeah. I remember seeing we that. We weren't at the table very much. We were in a lot yeah. of lines all day. But, right. Uh, yeah. That, that was. I crossed, like I crossed paths with the, the YHS crew. I think it was at the trailer event because, yeah, because I, I have a photo in front of the Ecto-1 and in the background uh, you can see Craig and Abby. And all I knew of them at that point was, the guy who got Ivan Reitman to help propose to his wife. That's the only way I knew you at that point. <laughs> yeah. That, that was a, uh, depending on who you ask, either a high point or a low point for both of us. <laughs> no, it was a high point. It was a high point. Uh, no, that was great. I mean, yeah, it was, um, the, the, you know, the one thing Jake and I talk a lot about, and I want to talk about like autograph collecting just in general, like the state of the hobby, because clearly, um, like all collectible markets are just going crazy right now, whether it's toys, trading cards. I imagine autographs are kind of in the same, uh, same boat, but as far as the Ghostbusters community, Jake, you and I talk all the time about like Ghostbusters is this giant worldwide known brands, the most recognizable logo in the world. Everybody has seen Ghostbusters. Don't trust somebody who doesn't like the movie Ghostbusters. That's just kind of one (laughs) rule of thumb, but as far as like a hardcore fan community, it's pretty niche. Like it's pretty small. Yeah. Like, uh, Jake, why do you think that is like, what is it like? And do you like it like that? Is that, is that something you like about it? Who do I like it? Sometimes I do. And sometimes I don't, I like it when it's almost like, uh, you feel a little detached from all that you see how crazy star Wars stuff can get or how those, uh, how vocal those communities can be. And in times like that, you're definitely like, I'm glad ghostbusters is like over here, but then sometimes it feels like life's not fair. And, and, and all these bigger franchises just get more stuff. And that's when you're like, Oh, but why not ghostbusters? (laughs) Right. Right. Um, (laughs) I don't know why. I don't know why it's like that. Maybe it's a strange thing when you, when you think about that, Ghostbusters is such like a movie about underdogs, but then it's like, 
that that's just a movie, but it's extended to kind of uh, everything the about the yeah. franchise. Yeah. yeah. No, a hundred percent. I mean, and I think that's a good summation of what it is. Like it's, I think a lot of people are casual Ghostbusters fans or like it in the way that they like, you know, back to the future or other eighties classics, but maybe aren't familiar with the hardcore, you know, Ghostbusters fans. And like you guys fit into that. Um, I think in a really unique and special way, because I think it's one thing to start a franchise, right? Like, you know, you start a franchise, you get a patch, you do the events. That's cool. A lot of charity work and all that. But to think of uh, something like this, like, okay, uh, when I would put YHS or any of the Ghostbusters, like media, like Ghostbusters news or the cross rip or what you guys are doing, you're celebrating your fandom by offering like a service to the community that helps grow it. And I think that's really amazing because um, not to put down franchise stuff, cause we're all members, you know, we're members of the Georgia ghostbusters or whatever, but I think to put in the effort, the amount of effort, I mean, you guys are literally like flying to different States and like having these long interviews, like preserving the history. Like that's, something very worthwhile. When you guys talked about wanting to do like an ongoing podcast, that's why I was so stoked about like working with you guys on it because um, I think that's important and that's the kind of stuff that can help grow like the overall uh, community. So uh, after saying all that, like Matt, talk a little bit about what is the goal in all of this? Like what is the, the, like the mission statement? You don't have to have an act like, I'm putting you on the spot, but like, what, what do you, what do you think the overall goal of, of the containment unit as a, uh, as a service and a, as a group and as well as the, the podcast, what do you think it is? Well, I, I think, uh, I think preserving the history and sharing those stories is certainly something like, I, I know that Tom and I, I think I can speak on behalf of Tom for this, but like one of the biggest, most exciting things that I think we've done so far was offer Jack Johnson to uh to the collecting community like no one knew that he was the guy who painted the fettuccine and then we uncovered all these other prints that we were able to offer for the first time and um someone who really once you get to know the scope of his work is is a legend in the film industry uh, but he was kind of laying low um and tom was able to figure out how to contact him and connect with him and uh, so like something like that is really exciting it's these men and women who are, are really the unknowns in Ghostbusters history and being able to share their story and make them a big deal. That's what I get excited about nowadays. Um, Cause I don't know how many more autographs I need of, uh, of someone like a William Atherton or something like that. It's just now it's capturing and sharing these stories. that get me really excited. Right. Right. Have you heard the one about the kids in the school bus yelling dickless? <laughs> I haven't heard that story before. Um, <laughs> Uh, Tom, same, same thing to you. What what do you think? And I, well, let me start by saying, I don't want this to come off as braggy or anything, because that's not the intention, but Matt and I had experiences where we would, we would have conversations with past members. (laughs) Are you being humble right now? Being humble. Um, but no, we, we had had conversations with cast members privately and, and they would tell us their stories and stuff. And we were like, man, this is really awesome. This is a great experience that we're having. Um, it just seems, uh, seems weird that it's not out there for everybody. And so we decided a while ago that we want to start documenting those, so share those stories with everybody, because there's a lot of people that worked on these films. A lot goes into to each character and each scene, and, and a lot of them are kind of unsung heroes. And so we really want to shine the light on those folks uh, and give them some of that, that overdue recognition, because they brought something to life that we love so much. And, and it's just, it's some of the most, um, I don't know, uh, satisfying information. We learn something new every time we talk to somebody. Yeah. And, and I've, uh, I've sat in with you guys a couple of times on some of those interviews. Like if you guys want to check out the Ernie Hudson interview, it's on our podcast feed and um, it'll be on y'all's podcast feed as well. Available on YouTube. Um, that one was like picked up by like all the news sites. Like we made the news cycle for a second there. People are so like, <laughs> desperate for ghostbusters information um i mean remember yesterday remember yesterday when the rating for ghostbusters came out and people were like bg 13 it's coming baby um but um i'm thinking the only time that's news is if it's nc-17 that's right. news. <laughs> could you imagine ghostbusters afterlife right nc-17 huh 
This is kind of weird. I wasn't expecting that. Um, I, I think, yeah, but I've sat in with you guys a, a couple times and uh, I, I really love what you guys did with Jack Johnson. I thought that was like outside of the box. And I think that's kind of what I want to talk to you guys about. Like there's only so many cast members. And then you start thinking about crew and people associated with Ghostbusters. Um, is it hard to kind of come up with, obviously like in a perfect world, you're, you're, you know, you guys got Ernie Hudson and down the line, you get Dan Aykroyd, Sigourney Weaver, etc. Um, but how hard is it when you guys are planning on what your next move is to to kind of come up with names that are unique and uh, not, you know, things that haven't been offered in the past? Is that kind of a pressure point to to I don't know be appealing? Well, we, we we sat down uh, back in November when we went to Minneapolis for Ernie. We sat down at dinner. And came up with a roadmap of what we wanted to do because we took on this big uh, boss film project where there's 28 people in this photo and we want to do that. And that's that's kind of our priority is we're going down that list. But but even with that being our priority, we still constantly reach out to names that we think are fun and interesting, like Eldo uh, Reyes. This has never done a signing and we're offering him and, and we think that's fun um, and unique. And we have a couple others like that. Um, no one's off limits, really. But <laughs> wait, hold on. For our audio listeners, there was a look there. No one's off limits, except no. We were not. We're not except putting, somebody. Uh, no, we're not gonna put anyone yeah. down. Um, well, yeah, the, there's there's a couple that that uh, won't won't be happening for for various reasons. Doesn't mean we didn't reach out, right? And ask and, and make a compelling offer, but they just chose not to engage, and that's okay. Uh, not right. everybody uh, is going to participate. But so let me ask you this about the. Oh no, go for it, Matt. You're good. Well, I was just going to say that's kind of the interesting thing about this. To to your point, Greg, how do we come up with these names? Well, some of it is we as we meet guys and gals that work on a film. They tell, oh, did, have you met with so and so, and then they help us get connected and get to know their story. But what we have found is that the more and more we start reaching out to these people who people have never heard of, the more skeptical they are of signing autographs. So the, even the idea of signing their autograph on a picture from Ghostbusters is so bizarre and weird to them that we have to sometimes really convince them that it's a normal thing that people want. Right. Now we, we, we've had people sign privately for us. Right. That won't sign for the group. Right. I know who you're talking and, about. And that's, yeah. And, and there's, well, yeah, there's a couple that are like that and, right. and they do that because ultimately Matt and I are fans and collectors. And that's sometimes how we will, we will open that door is, Hey, we're fans and collectors. We'd love to have your autograph. And they say, yeah, I'll sign a couple things for you. And then we say, okay, that's awesome. How about 50 or a hundred? And, and then it just shuts, shuts down. So uh, as far as like, so Jake, I don't want to speak for you guys. Like we've been going to cons for a long time and something has happened. I don't know what the exact, like, you know, the date is or the, the turning point, but there was a turning point at some time in the last 10 years. It feels like where, uh, celebrities or people signing at a convention, uh, it, it, it kind of went from like very sci-fi driven and maybe B to C actor driven to like a list celebrities. This is now part of their, you know, uh, revenue stream. Um, how, like just kind of going back a little bit, as far as the hobby goes, like how does something like that as longtime autograph collectors, like how does that affect the hobby good and bad? Because, you know, we've talked about, like you could get Mark Hamill to sign an eight by 10 at a sci-fi convention in 1996 for, I don't know, 50 bucks or 30 bucks or whatever it is. You could go and get a, a signature like that at, at some point in the past for, for a very reasonable price. Nowadays you're looking at paying major premiums. So I kind of have an interest in like, what that means for the hobby, if that makes sense. I, I don't know. I, you're, you're right. It, it seems the convention scene has blown up majorly in the last few years. Um, and people are going to conventions that you never would expect to be at these things. I don't know how that's necessarily a bad thing outside of me spending a lot more money. Uh, it's definitely uh, caused the prices of autographs in general to explode because, like you were saying, Craig, $50 Mark Hamill, the next signing that he is going to have, it's estimated that he's going to start at 500. So we're talking like pretty significant pay, pay bump. Um, 
over the last couple of years. But the, I think the good though is that more and more of these A-listers are doing it. More and more people are signing it. We never thought would. Um, right. So we, every year we've got a Harrison Ford signing. No one thought that would happen. Uh, Natalie Portman is doing her first ever signing. That's a huge thing. No one ever thought that would happen. And so now we're getting access to people uh, to sign for us that we would never be able to get before. Right. Yeah. And you have to look at somebody like Rick Moranis, right? Uh, Rick Moranis was reclusive for like five, six years. Nobody saw him. The, the people who, who autograph on the street in New York, he was just a ghost. All of a sudden he does a convention and people, people complain because he's $150 for his autograph. But if you need him for your collection or for a cast item, $150 for somebody that you're not going to be able to get in any other scenario, it's, it's a good value. And that's what cons have really brought to us recently. And I, I like to say it's because of the, the Big Bang Theory made being a nerd cool like 10 years ago. And so because of that, Comic-Con kind of escalates and you got to get more people in the door. So you you pay more money for the bigger guests. Right. You know, Arnold Schwarzenegger isn't necessarily going to appeal to uh, a Star Trek fan, you know, right? Like a diehard Star Trek fan, but he appeals to a different audience that would then come into the door. I went down a rabbit hole of looking up Arnold Schwarzenegger's signatures on <laughs> what a beautiful signature. Like that's a pretty look like I respect a good signature. And that's why and we need to have a is not an easy name to sign. I'm surprised he can remember it. And also we need to have a conversation with Finn Wolfhard. Have you seen his signature? It looks like he sneezed bad, with a Sharpie in his hand and just Well, <laughs> he's seven, so <laughs> yeah, he's like twenty five years old. Um uh, Jake, you're, you're a Ghostbusters collector and, uh, we all know sure. that. Um, it's one thing that's always been interesting to me as far as Ghostbusters goes, is that like Dan Aykroyd, who for all intents and purposes was one of the biggest comedy actors of all time and has a tremendous amount of uh, respect. And if you saw Dan Aykroyd walking down the street, you'd be like, holy shit, that's Dan Aykroyd. He's been pretty damn accessible over the years between Crystal Head he and, and, and uh, you know, mostly because of Crystal Head. But like, and I've got a couple signatures from Dan Aykroyd. They're some of my most treasured possessions. Like, I just think that's cool because, yeah. um, because somebody like Bill Murray is so, uh, such, he does sign. I think there's a myth about Mil, Milbury, Bill Murray, that he doesn't sign or that he's always an asshole or whatever. And like, there are plenty of Bill Murray signatures out there. I know Tom has a something you had an encounter. What's the myth of Bill Murray as far as autographs goes? Give me the rundown of Peter Venkman on a signed eight by 10. I got to hear this. Matt. Uh, yeah, Matt, you do, you take it. <laughs> well, Tom's got a real great personal experience story that he can share. I can't wait should. for that. We're going to hit that. But no, Bill is tough. You're right. It depends on his mood, it depends on his intoxication level. Um, <laughs> there, there's a lot of variables at play. Uh, I think one of my favorite stories is there was a period of time where he would sign if you would make he would just say a donation to puerto rico like that it was after the, the hurricane oh, right. and all that stuff he would just say <laughs> yeah i'll sign for a donation if you make a donation to puerto rico and people were handing him 20s and stuff like that and i saw a video where someone gave him like a five dollar bill he's like, nah, that's not enough you, you <laughs> i remember laugh. that i you love that i've seen that yeah <laughs> i love that um so is is that does that make like what is a Bill Murray eight by ten verified signature? What should somebody be paying for for that? What's too much? If it's on Ghostbusters, that's a whole nother price range. Okay, that's like top of the line. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, Five hundred bucks on Ghostbusters, probably. I, I I think that'd be fair. Wow. Um, we've paid a little less, but. But it's really creeping up there, and depending on what the shot is, uh, maybe three hundred to be lucky. I, I wouldn't pay a thousand for a Bill Murray on anything. Okay. Um, I know there's a couple on eBay that are in the thousand twelve hundred dollar range. I wouldn't. So Tom, what's your uh, not what's, not him alone? What's your Bill Murray story? Everybody's got one, <laughs> except yeah, for me. Unfortunately. I, uh, well, all right. Uh, here goes the any chances of the signing, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> wait, wait. So hey, I, I promise you, <laughs> he's not listening. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, so I, I paid uh, a lot of money to do the VIP at his, um, 
his concerts he did a couple years ago. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, because obviously, you know, meeting Bill Murray, uh, that's any Ghostbusters dream, uh, Ghostbusters fans dream. Um, to put it into perspective for you, uh, I had been trying to get Bill Murray's autograph for, at that point, I think it was four years. And in that four years, uh, with items being in front of him probably 10 times, uh, I got two. Um, so, you know, he's kind of the white whale. So when you get a VIP opportunity, great. Uh, so we paid for that. We go to the show. The show was, was awesome. At the end, you're supposed to get a uh, photo with him and all that stuff. And um, we're mingling around uh, and he comes out right after the show and kind of walks around shaking hands. We have a nice moment. He comes over, shakes my hand, have a moment talking about uh, Harold and, and Violet and everything was cordial and amazing. And uh, it was great. And then I asked him to sign something for me. Yeah. And uh, and he said, "Yeah, sure. Let me go get some wine first. And uh, <laughs> oh, he, I'm he getting so stressed and, listening to this story. <laughs> so he he grabs two bottles of wine and he puts them under each arm, and then he has a glass in each hand, and he's kind of walking around and and he's uh, saying hello to people at these tables. Um, the organized photo op never happened. So he's wandering around for probably about five minutes and he's headed uh, toward the exit and he's standing kind of by the exit and somebody comes up to him from the theater and they say, Hey, we have to do that CD signing. Cause I guess he had agreed to sign CDs and uh, he had a Bill Murray moment because he didn't want to sign the CDs. And so I guess that was my opportune moment. <laughs> I walked over and I said, Hey Bill, um, I saw you had your wine. We signed my photo and and uh and then it's it got ugly uh he said oh uh you're only here for this i don't want you you're following me around elbowing me and then he takes the picture and he signs it and hands it back and he walks out huh. and then he went and sat and did his autograph uh signing for the cds and and that was the end um yeah i mean here's the thing yeah i think it could have been a lot worse you got the autograph were you wearing a flight <laughs> he suit didn't, hey did he throw your phone no. off a building? <laughs> <laughs> like, come on. Yeah, he didn't douse you with the wine. Um, I would have been like, no, Bill, I'm here True. Uh, to see your your performance, and I loved it so much. And uh, yeah, I'm here for you. You would fun. cry, Craig, if that happened. Yeah, to you. yeah. I wouldn't have asked him. I would have been I, like, I would have convinced myself that I need Bill Murray to go to sleep tonight liking me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I tried to talk him down and de-escalate the situation, and it didn't help. And I actually, uh, in retrospect, I found myself wishing that I just asked for the photo because I, I think I would have valued that more. I actually sold that autograph to somebody uh, in our group owns it because okay. uh, it had bad bad memories for me, I yeah. guess. Uh, yeah. was a legend. It was great to meet him. No, I mean, yeah, and I, I think from everything I know about Bill Murray, I think he values the, the one-on-one interaction in the conversation. I, I think for whatever reason, the, the, the signing thing maybe makes him feel weird or like he's not, who knows, who knows what it is. I mean, um, but uh, he's definitely the white whale of, of Ghostbusters collecting. Obviously I wanted to talk about Harold Ramis. Uh, you brought him up, but um, what, what has happened with the value of, of, uh, of a Harold Ramis, uh, God, Harold Ramis. I've seen Ghostbusters. I promise you guys. Um, what has <laughs> gone uh, on with that? It's like prior to him passing away, what kind of price ranges are you seeing? And, and what are you seeing now? This, this is Tom and I get along very well. Okay. Until you start talking about Harold Ramis autographs, right? Okay, uh, because Tom, because Tom actually hates Harold Ramis and he hates Egon and he hates Caddyshack. I know, I know what's going on here. Ramis tattoo, all right. Like, come on, guys. You have a Harold uh, Ramis tattoo? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, all right. So, yeah, uh, Harold's gone a little weird lately. Um, and I'll talk to him before he passed, and then Matt, if you want to talk about after. But before he passed away, I mean, Harold was probably a thirty dollar autograph. Uh, they were all over eBay, you know, um, the problem. And what I've, I've come to find out is that, uh, talking to people who, who autograph on the street, um, nobody really paid attention to him. Unfortunately, the truth of the matter is in reality, the last time that Harold was obtainable was, was 2010, uh, year one came out. 
he signed a ton on press for that. And then he did uh, like a college speaking engagement a little later on in the year. Maybe it was early 2011. I, I'm not exactly sure, but he uh, then got sick and, and he was sick off and on pretty much for uh, the next yeah, four, years. four years. Yeah. So, yeah. So we're looking at 11 years ago was the last time he really signed. Um, and I, I think it was a mixture. Matt and I have talked about this a lot, but there was different periods in time where Bill was really hard to get or Rick was really hard to get. And I don't think that people really cared so much about Harold because he's not really an actor. You know, he acted in Ghostbusters and he acted in uh, one or two other things and little tiny roles. But beyond that, he wasn't an actor. And if, unless you're getting him on Ghostbusters, you're getting him on a directing shot. And that, I think that's probably the root cause of why there's not so many Ghostbusters photos out right. there, but also pr- people are probably sitting on them. But since he passed away, it's a whole different ball game. And, and this year's gotten worse. And he signed through the mail too, right? Harold did. He did. Yeah. He was a pretty decent through the mail signer. Okay. So now you guys, this is the beginning of your podcast and I'm trying to break it up immediately. What, where does the tension arise when it comes to Harold Ramis autographs? I, I, this is very interesting to me. Well, it, so usually <laughs> when one pops up on eBay, yeah, Tom and I will be one of the first ones to find it. That that's a guarantee, and then we'll usually show it to the other person, like, "Hey, what do you think?" And then one of us will buy it before the other one gets the chance to. <laughs> this happened last week. So <laughs> no, 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 no. Hold, hold, hold on. That's not how it works. Here's the deal: whoever sees it first has prima noctra on that autograph. Okay. okay. So Matt saw it first, so he has first right. If he turns it down, I'm going to buy it. Now, there's a lot Probably. of fakes out there. We, the, right. You got to be super careful. There's plenty of fake just in general. Like, I think it doesn't even need to be expanded upon. Like, fake autographs yeah. are the, the poison of the entire hobby. But um, it's my personal uh, wish list. I mean, I, I would love something signed by Harold Ramis. I mean, I when we didn't know he was sick, I was actively like – preparing to send out a, like a through the mail type autograph, like, like literally weeks before he passed away. I was like, like nobody knew, nobody knew he was sick. Um, Mm -hmm. so, uh, Matt, you grabbed it though. You bought it. Yeah, I I did. Um, I love that. This is one of those things that it's a, it's a fun purchase for a couple of reasons because there's a really cool story behind it, but it, it's a director shot from him on National Lampoon's vacation. Oh, so cool. it's a vacation shot, not not a Ghostbuster shot. I paid, uh, I don't mind telling, I, I paid 150 bucks for it, which is oh. a pretty standard price for a hair. So if you're on if you're on eBay, you see these listed for $40. You can pretty much just write them off. And that's 99% of what's out there. But Tom, what do we see? There was a shot from Ghostbusters two in a courtroom that sold recently for fifteen hundred. Yeah, it was Beckett slabbed, I believe. It was Beckett, and uh, it was that black and white publicity photo of him in the suit with the proton pack, and it sold uh, for like fifteen hundred bucks. But but to be honest with you, I have been following Harold on on eBay since he passed away. That's the first solo shot that has popped up since February or March of 2014. Wow. So, okay. The solo shot. I mean, there's been cast items, but right. the Egon only that's, that's a, Hey Jake, so I, ki- I get it. Curiosity, Jake, what's your, uh, what, well, I'm trying to think of what Ghostbusters items you have signed and like, what would your dream item be? Cause I know you've got, <laughs> like you've got dream good stuff. items signed. Yeah. I mean, it would just be nice to add, uh, I, you know, it's weird. You were talking about Dan early and how like accessible he is. Every proton pack I've ever bought just like already had Dan Aykroyd's signature on it. And yeah. that's not even a lot. <laughs> right, right, right. They just came. <laughs> yeah, they came standard. Autograph. I mean, it, it's hard to, it's hard to think of like one item that you would want signed, but at this point I just want to add more signatures to that print that I got. Oh, you know, just because print, it's already, yeah. cause it's already got like 15 signatures on it. Right. You know? But yeah. I mean, uh, Best case scenario, it would be amazing to have like an original one sheet poster with, you know, the cast on it. Right. Yeah. Um, How about you guys? Like what is like you're working on these big projects, but like Matt, do you, do you have like uh, it's something you dream about? (laughs) Like the, 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 it would be my, the, the best day of all time as an autograph collector, if this one thing existed and I was able to get it. So I have currently two things uh, in my collection. It's got Ernie, it's got Dan, and it's got Harold on it. 
I need Bill. Oh, oh, so, oh the hunt is on. The, yeah, so the, I just the got so stressed out. <laughs> Bill. Man, and, 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 you know, like we were talking about earlier, there is this whole mythos around Bill Murray. You just never know where he's going to be, which makes him very hard to get an autograph from. You never know where to hunt him down. So that, that's part of what's tricky. So uh, hopefully my goal would be to track him down and get him to complete those two things. Right. What is it that the autographs are on? Uh, one is a 8 by 10 from the first film and then the other one is a cast promotional shot from ghostbusters too oh, i've seen cool. both of those Get that one signed how about yourself uh <laughs> right we're big ghostbusters 2 is <laughs> the, if 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 i leave a, anything for this world it's that ghostbusters 2 is the greatest film of all time <laughs> like come <laughs> on like that is the message i'm trying to pass uh, Tom, yeah. how about how about yourself? What what are your dream your dreamscape items? I, I mean, I have to be honest here and say uh, I've been lucky enough that I completed uh, my dream. You know, Jake, you mentioned being stressed about Bill Murray. Uh, I lived that stress for like five years trying to get him on. I have the LP soundtrack signed by everybody, uh, and oh, first cool. it was Bill that I I couldn't get, and then it was Rick, and then I I got both of them within a couple of years. So it's it's hard for me to did you go to, to say the, like a dream item did you go to the rick signing in texas i did yeah, okay. yeah i flew in for how, it. and how was he at um, that? he was great yeah he was, he was great i heard a story shortly before that that somebody uh, an autographer i know in chicago said that he ran into rick outside of harold's office in chicago and he asked rick for an autograph and rick chased him down the street with a tire iron so uh i i felt a little nervous going into the event <laughs> what? that doesn't um, sound true rick uh, moranis I, is the new uh, bill murray right rick I, I moranis, mean, who knows if it's true it turns out rick uh, moranis was the one who attacked rick yeah. moranis <laughs> <laughs> um uh, but you know um a couple things that I, I would love, uh, Wilhelm, uh, Von Homburg on something. Oh yeah. Um, Harold, yeah. I, I really want Harold on a solo eight by 10 photo of just him from the first movie would be great. Uh, Randy cook, who we're doing a signing with. Hey, plug, uh, plug that's a big one for me. Okay. Uh, and who, uh, and for those who don't know me, who is Randy cook? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, Randall William Cook, uh, Oscar-winning uh, visual effects guy, he uh, did the Terror Dogs. He oh, designed cool. those, this, and he did the stop motion. Cool. That's stop motion. That's that's what it looks like. That's stop so, motion. That's the that's okay. the national. Yeah. Uh, for those symbol for, for those yeah. just listening, Tom yeah. wiggled his fingers, and I was like, "What is this? Stop motion?" <laughs> um. So, okay, let's talk about Ghostbusters Afterlife. So that getting a new movie opens up a lot of doors for, for new opportunities, new characters, new actors. And obviously 2016 did as well. Like love or hate the movie. It is a ghostbusters movie with a bunch of a list actresses. Um, I don't know long-term what, you know, the market is for, for, for that stuff. We don't have to really talk about it if we don't want to, but yeah, but to like either one of you guys want to buy a Slimer mask with all those autographs. (laughs) Yeah. And a nice fate, fate, nice faded Sharpie. Um, that Jake, I don't, I don't, I hope you don't die before me. Um, but if you do, that thing's going with you, man, on your head. Uh, I'm putting it in my will that, Craig must wear it every Thursday. I, I have to wear it. So I'm going to have yeah. to dig you up every Thursday and put it on. Um, uh, for those of you who don't know, Jake has a Slimer mask from the Ghostbusters Answer the Call premiere. Uh, before we knew it, it was called Ghostbusters Answer the Call. Still the most underrated weird thing of all time, how the movie just <laughs> changed names at the end. The Wait, they... they, they uh, they premiered the title of the movie by just having it printed on the carpet. So let's talk about afterlife. They're like, you, no, go for it. Well, did you get everybody on the mask at the premiere? Well, I got, so I didn't get everybody because not everybody would walk over. I got Ernie Hudson, uh, Ivan Reitman, Dan Aykroyd. Uh, man, I got um, Paul Feig. Paul Feig, uh, Kate McKinnon, Leslie uh, Jones, Kristen Wiig, 
Leslie Jones and Kristen Wiig. Yeah. That's it. Um, um, Melissa, so, yeah. did, well, Melissa McCarthy didn't sign in our, our section. Melissa McCarthy, she signed oh. at the beginning, but she didn't, she passed us. Yeah. I had an MT 500 walkie talkie signed by the, here's two really classic Craig things. First of all, I had the foresight to bring a sharp, a silver Sharpie just in case <laughs> I got it signed by Leslie Jones, uh, Kate McKinnon, Kristen Wiig, Dan Aykroyd, and Ernie Hudson. Ivan Reitman walked by and I chose not to get it signed because I was like, well, no, it's only the Ghostbusters who signed this. And then like three weeks later, I just sold it because I was just like, I need the money. Um, I think I only got a hundred bucks for it or something. I got a story like that too. It's lost related though. Craig, you're a lost fan. I know this. Oh, I know one bigger lost uh, fan. His name's Jacob Walsh. Are you a Lost fan, Jake? I love it. Yeah, I love Lost. Oh, I I had no idea. Uh, Lost is like my jam, but yeah. I was at an event and uh, Yunjin Kim was there and she was Sun and, and she is impossible. She lives, uh, I'm pretty sure, in Korea. Uh, and I had a poster and I, I was trying to get it signed by Damon Lindelof, Carlton Cuse, and uh, uh, Michael Giacchino. And so she walks up. And she's like signing for everybody. And I pulled my poster back. And I was like, no, creators only. <laughs> oh my God. I love, that's me. That's me. By the way, I invented a new, I tried to listen to the, you know, the girls, uh, the, the uh, office ladies podcast. It's um, yeah. Jenna Fisher mm-hmm. and I, the other actress who played Angela. Angela Kinsey. Yeah. And they had Jason Reitman on and I listened to some of that today. Um, and um uh, for, I, I it was whatever it's fine like i love the office but i was i was kind of zoning out but um i was like they need a podcast called lost boys hosted by matthew fox and terry o'quinn <laughs> oh my <laughs> god that would be amazing um but no I one's heard from, to hear that. where's matthew fox no one's seen him in six yeah. years he lives in rome <laughs> believe it or not all right <laughs> uh, talk about a stranger in a strange land Moving on. <laughs> Sorry, that was one of the best lost Cancel jokes. No, that's one of the best lost jokes that's that ever was a, existed. Um, that let's, was let's that was legit. Let's uh, let's talk about afterlife. So we've got new cast members: Finn Wolfhard, Logan Kim, <laughs> McKenna Grace, Carrie Coon, Paul Rudd. This has to be exciting. Um, if only it just opens up all these new possibilities, combinations, things to get signed. We still there's. <laughs> We've got one trailer. Ten years later, we've got the one trailer. Uh, in theory, there'll be more. Matt, what uh, what excites you about that um, as a, a collector, but also as somebody who's running, you know, this group? Well, obviously, it sets us up for a whole lot of new opportunities and, and new signings and people to get. Um, I, I'm excited because I I have to believe that most of them will be pretty accessible. Uh, Paul Rudd's already done conventions. Uh, Finn Wolfhard's already doing conventions. Um, I don't know if Carrie Coon has ever done them, but she's pretty good signer. Um, so th- that'll be fun. And, uh, it'll be fun to meet. Are they, will they be kids by the time the movie comes out? Nope. I, I don't know. Nope. But, Lo- have uh, you seen Logan Kim? He's grown a foot. Like they need to just film the sequel right now. What? Is, hey, how awesome would that be? If Jason Reitman secretly filmed the Ghostbusters afterlife sequel, um, they're gonna have to figure that. something out. Um, yeah, I mean, I agree. Tom, same same kind of thought to you. What what kind of excites you about that stuff? It's it's great. Uh, obviously, we're all excited for the big movie. Um, we're excited about signings down the line. Um, the problem that I I foresee is until people see the movie, I don't think that there's a ton of interest there. Uh, we had kicked the tires on on one a couple years ago. God, it sounds weird to say that, but I think it was at the end of 2019. Um. I may uh, try to offer one this summer. There, there's a possible opportunity there, but I mean, it's awesome to have new uh, new actors and new talent to draw from. But at the same time, I have a big stress. You know, YHS deals a lot in stress, but yes, we do. You know, you got to get those old cast members now, right? So right. now you need Bill Murray and Aykroyd and Hudson again on new, on movie new stuff. stuff and that's yeah, new stuff. And and to and this is just a bad example, but Carrie Fisher on like force awakens stuff. Yeah. It's super, super rare and valuable. Cause she didn't sign a ton of force awakens stuff. That's interesting. You know, she certainly didn't sign any last Jedi stuff. So, right. you know, you, you get to this position where you want to get the original cast members because they're so hopeful. Well, I mean, presumably so key to the movie, uh, but they're going to be less accessible, especially right now. Yeah. 
and also like I would wonder if there's like some foresight. Like if you look at the the four new uh, Ghostbusters for for lack of like the, who we assume are the four new Ghostbusters. So McKenna Grace, uh, Logan Kim, Finn Wolfhard, <laughs> Celeste O'Connor. Celeste is. Uh, practically an unknown who, you know, who knows she could go on to be an incredibly huge uh, movie star. seems like Finn Wolfhard is on his way to be like, these could be names that are really hard to get down the line. Same with McKim, you know, you just don't know. So, um, I, I think it's fun and exciting and like, I, I can't wait to see what kind of opportunities you guys come up with. And, uh, I don't know. Today was the first day in a long time that I, I thought maybe they could do a premiere event in November. I mean, I don't know. You're in California, Tom. Is that just the most unlikely thing ever? It feels like it right now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would love it. I would love it. I, I know a lot of people who do, uh, you know, the autographing in LA and on the street. Um, and, and there's just nothing going on. Although I guess I can't say nothing. I saw somebody got uh, Avril Lavigne the other day. She was out at dinner or whatever. So autographs are still happening. Oh, cool. Which, in- uh, never mind. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm trying to censor myself. Avril's great. A Canadian hero. But, uh, yeah, man. But I, I would love it to happen. I, I don't necessarily even need it to be what 2016 was. If there is a premiere, uh, then autographs can be had. But right. It just seems so unlikely right now. You got to remember too, like even if there is, are we going to see Aykroyd and Ernie Hudson's in his seventies? Right. um, Obviously, he would be probably vaccinated at that point, but that's still there's still some risk there, right? Yeah. What um, we're we're going to a convention next week. We're going to Days of the Dead, uh, which is happening. It's going to be an apt name. Uh, right. Days of the De- Days of the Future Dead. Um, I need to get Michael Bean on a Mandalorian something or another. Um, so we'll, we'll see if we actually go. Uh, no, no one's canceled yet. Oh, hey, do me a favor. Ask Michael Bean to show you the Sarah Connor photo. Does he keep it on him? Uh Somebody told me this, and so I asked him once at a con. I said, I hear you have the Sarah Connor photo, and he looks at me. He looks around. He reaches under the table. He pulls his wallet out of his sock. He opens his wallet, and he busts out the original Sarah Connor photo and puts it on the table. Wow. (laughs) The original? Remember the deleted scene from Terminator 2 where he's like, Buck up, soldier! It's time! It's like, I I know why they deleted this. Um... (laughs) Well, cool. So before I, I, anything else you guys want to cover, we can, I've, I wanted to talk a little bit. I, I, I got more into star Wars autographs this year and I know you guys are huge into star Wars, Matt. That's like your prime. Like you are, you're the guy. Um, so what, what is it about, um, star Wars trading cards that, why am I so obsessed with these? I got a couple that I've picked up lately and I want you guys to give me thumbs up or thumbs down on whether or not you think this is a good thing for me to own. Uh, does that sound okay? So first no, fun game. maybe, well, I kind of want a little bit of background on each of these on what you think of like autograph potential, how hard this would be to get on the street. I mean, these are like tops certified autographs. So the first one we got here is a mod best Jar Jar Banks. Well, what, what's going on? Is he going to be doing any private signings? Would anybody in the Star Wars community care if he did? Like, uh, I, I have a soft spot for the Phantom Menace, but not everybody does. Yeah, he. I think he's a guy that fans want to be more uh, present and, and available. He, for a long time, he was MIA. Right. Uh, he took a lot of the complaints and grumbling uh, against the prequels to heart. Um, and he, he was at the last celebration, wasn't he Tom? And then I think he did a couple of private signings and then he did this TV show on Disney plus family, or it was on YouTube on the star Wars YouTube channel. So I'm hopeful he'll be around more and that's an autograph I don't have yet, but one I hope to get at some point. Cool. Cool. I only paid a, I think I paid 30 bucks for this. So, um, with, with, uh, tops, they, you know, this is an unnumbered card. There, there's probably thousands of these out there. So, um, okay. If cool. someone is a Star Wars autograph collector, buying the top certified autographs is by far the cheapest way to cool. add to your collection. Except for Kenny Baker. Unopened. Right. Or, I mean, sorry, already opened. Oh, yeah, yeah, and except right. for Kenny Baker. Except for they're- Kenny Baker, because they're all fake. It's another story for another day. Okay. Next, we've got uh, uh, a dual sign. We've got Tamara Morrison and... Uh, Leanna Walsman, Sam Wessel, and this we're going prequels here. Now, I think this is a cool card. Um, 
I don't, I know she's probably not the hardest autograph to get, or maybe she signs a lot for these products, but is, uh, what's the, the upside of Tamara Morrison now that, uh, spoiler alert, he's back in a, in a very big way. I think Zam's rare. Isn't she a rare autograph? Yeah. Wasn't she she for recently a while? did a signing, but it would have been almost like a, a decade or so before that. So it, she's got a really nice signature too, Yeah, but look at that. she's not an easy one. Okay, cool. Cool. Yeah, I like that card. When it comes to like Boba Fett, him being back and as Boba Fett, I mean everything Mandalorian is is the hotness right now. Yeah. Every every one of those people uh signing, selling out, uh he hasn't done it yet since Boba Fett is at least I don't think he has. Right. So I imagine once that happens, the price will probably be higher than what he was last time, but uh I, I imagine it's just gonna sell out pretty quick. All right, I got two more. Two more. This is this is honestly just for me. I'm not even recording at this, this point. This is just him showing off. Now, yeah. next we've got, look at that, Carl Weathers, Grief Karga. Now, Carl Weathers, I believe, he's signed, you know, he's done a lot of stuff over the years. Um, I have a feeling that his his uh, autograph has maybe gone up in price. I mean, he used to just kind of be like, oh, yeah, it's Apollo Creed and also Happy Gilmore. But now he's like this loved character in Star Wars. He's directing episodes. What, what, what are we thinking about Carl Weathers? That's a nice signature, too. Yep. He's, he's historically been pretty reasonable. He He's one of those, when you go to a convention though, now he wants to charge you an extremely high price to sign an item that you bring. So I think he, I, I, the pricing may have changed a little bit, but it was like $60 if you get him on one of his photos and $200 if you bring him an item of your own. <laughs> uh, well, all right. That's good advice. By the way, this is awesome. I love that you guys are doing this. Um, all right, last one I wanted to show. Uh, this is a fun one. Uh, Taika Waititi as uh, IG-11 um, clearly directed Thor Ragnarok, uh, is going to be directing a Star Wars movie. I think this autograph value has a lot of upside. I think Taika Waititi <clears throat> down the road is going to be a name that that everybody knows as kind of one of these uh, directors that uh, that really stood out, and and also like his just his association with like the Flight of the Concords guys and all the like. I mean, he's just great. So I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, directors don't really do signings, too. You know, I mean, there's been a couple. Of John Carpenter's done some, and Ivan's done a couple. But I mean, you're not going to see Steven Spielberg sitting down at a table or George <laughs> Lucas, really, right? So, so Taika Waititi signing a card. I how many opportunities are you going to have to add them to something? Yeah. Right. Unless you meet them somewhere. Right. Right. And, um, and not to mention your card has a beautiful signature from him. His in-person signature. If you get him on the streets is absolutely garbage. Yeah. It's kind of like a, <laughs> like a, it's like a Finn Wolfhard. One thing I want to give you guys a little bit of <laughs> podcasting advice. You're going to need to come up with fun phrases and stuff. So I'm thinking right now, like a bad autograph, we just call it a Wolfhard. Like, Oh, total Wolfhard. Wolf yeah. He total, really Wolfhard. How about that autograph? <laughs> <laughs> what were you saying, Tom? This autograph wolf's hard. Yeah, it's know. a wolf hard. <laughs> By the way, I think I I think if I put in some effort, I could get Finn Wolf hard because they're filming Stranger Things for or season four, like in my neighborhood. You know, I, I need street. him on my uh, on my it print. <laughs> oh yeah, we went <laughs> to like all the other kids. Were you him. at that Spooky Empire in Orlando, Matt? When when all the it kids were there a couple years ago? Yeah, I was there. Yeah, that was wild. We were like, so like we had all seen it. And like Jake, you're a big Stephen King fan. Like Jake, what'd you think about that? Realizing that you were in line with a bunch of 11 year olds. Oh, it was great. It was like uh, me as a 30 year old yeah. and a bunch of teenage girls. Yeah. Yeah. It was like no a boy boys, all girls. How about the one dude? It was uh, great. There's like a 60 year old creepy dude who's getting like nine things signed by, by the girl. Oh. The little girl. Oh man, it was so weird. Like, yeah. like as soon as she was done, they're like escorting about. Like, you need to not be in the Get building. him out of here, him. <laughs> guys. What else? This has been so much fun. I mean, we're almost at an hour. Like, you know, we can't wait to partner with you guys. This is so cool. And like, <clears throat> the more I like growing the community, and like we, you know, yes, have some Matt. You said earlier it's been around for five years. We just launched uh, a couple months ago, Toy Anxiety, which is like our first spinoff podcast, and like now you guys are going to be part of the fold and. Really, like, it's just cool because this is the kind of stuff I love. We're all autograph collectors. We go to conventions. And I know that Jake is hunting down Jurassic Park autographs like crazy right now. Well, I kind of 
getting to know you guys and 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 Craig going crazy with Star Wars autographs has kind of ruined me a little bit because <laughs> I I was always I was always a person that was like I'm going to get an autograph in person or I'm just not going to I was like there's I have zero trust on eBay I didn't care I was like I don't know. I don't know all these, uh, you know, Beckett or anything. I just like never looked into it. I'm like, I'm not going to buy an autograph on eBay because why would I trust that? And, uh, but then, you know, you guys popped up and started getting in the groups and all that and being like, Oh no, like these guys know what they're talking about. And yeah. he's like, no, they, if it's a Beckett, basically you're good, you know, and all this stuff. So it's yeah. just kind of messed me up. Cause now I'm on eBay every night <laughs> looking at Sam Neill autographs and <laughs> trying to collect the entire cast of Jurassic park. Yeah. And, uh, it's been, uh, it's been very fun. <laughs> well, anybody who knows me, I, you know, I go, I go hard and I go quick when it comes to my collecting. So I went from zero A-list star Wars autographs to Daisy Ridley, Carrie Fisher, Natalie Portman, like Everybody. in a week. Yeah. Um, I had a Han Solo for a little bit. He's no longer with me. Um, Jake, did I even tell you about that? No, we'll talk off camera. <laughs> Um, I got an I'm so annoyed right now. I got now. an offer I couldn't refuse. I'm so mad. At Let's you. just talk about that because this is a, last time. Are you guys getting mad? Should we should we cut this off? I how much is a Harrison Ford autograph uh, normally go for on an eight by ten, and why does a certified card, even though it is a rare card, one of five, what makes that value five six times of the normal value? And do you, as collectors, understand it and agree with it? I, so Harrison Ford and I would say Mark Hamill and probably Carrie are one of the th- only ones that are earlier. I'd said the cheapest way to add to your collection is buying the sign cards. Right. They're the opposite. Um, <laughs> right. So like in, in this case, an eight by 10 will go for a Harrison Ford on star Wars with a nice signature will go from about $700 to eight, 50 on an eight by 10. Whereas a card like yours, Craig, it's not insane that they would go for multiple thousands of dollars. Right. And it's mainly because of the rarity and the amount of people all over the world who collect these card sets. Right. Right. The, your, the card that you had is far more rare than getting photos from Harrison Ford nowadays. Cause right. he's done so many signings. Right. Right. Okay. Right. And we got rid of it. Got rid of one of a kind. <laughs> It's gone to me. One was it a one of one or one of five or no? It was a one of five. Here was my philosophy. One of five. Let's sell. No matter what, I love my autographs. (laughs) Toys are always going to be like my number one, and I do want a Harrison Ford autograph. And for all the reasons Matt was just laying out, I'm going to get one. I'm going to get a nice eight by ten. I'm going to put it on the wall with my other autographs, and I'm going to be happy with it. I literally felt uncomfortable having that thing in my house, knowing that like. It's just, I was either going to sell it or put it in a safety deposit box. Like I couldn't even look at it anymore. Plus I was offered a lot of money for it. Like a stupid amount of money. I thought it was a stupid amount of money. So, um, but anyways, when I, yeah, just to, 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 for Jake, you know, when I got into this hobby and I really started getting into it, like really intensely, kind of like how it sounds like you are now, Mm -hmm. uh, somebody gave me this advice and I will give the same advice to you. Everything has a price. <laughs> so money, 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 money. That was like the old. I get it. A grail is a grail until somebody offers you a ridiculous <laughs> amount of money for it. Yeah. Um, but I mean, there's certain things that are have a lot of sentimental value to me that I'll, that I would never let go of. Um, my wife. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of it i mean i that's like it. my cats but if you're gonna throw some crazy numbers they are just cats um, so hey i want to give you guys the final word and like let's talk about this in a more formal way the containment unit podcast you guys are going to have these awesome interviews uh these these store i think what you guys should do is like after you do these interviews you should do kind of like a, a, a declassified session the next week where you guys break down your thoughts and because let's face it there's certain there's some personalities out there that that you know i mean when we talked to um uh, uh oh gosh what's his it's now escaping me but you know who i'm talking about slimer gb1 slimer what's mark, mark siegel yeah no uh what, what uh yeah whatever his name is um it was incredible like it was an incredible interview 
And it was uh, wild. He said some crazy things, but also had these incredible stories. So, like, I want to hear you guys, like, talking about your thoughts of, like, those interviews. Like, I think even doing, like, an archive series where you go back and re-listen to an interview and be like, I can't believe you said some of that stuff. Like, it would be so cool. <laughs> yeah, a little commentary track to the, to the interview. Yeah, uh, I for think sure. that would be fun. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, f- final word, guys. What's Give me the hard sell on why people should be subscribing to the, uh, the containment unit podcast and uh maybe tease some of these upcoming signings you guys got because i know you guys got a lot going on yeah i know that i am excited to help fans who or collectors who want to start getting into autograph collecting and sharing here's how you begin here's what to avoid here's how to display here's just some t- uh, some some tips and tricks of the trade. So I'll, I'm excited for us to be able to share those things. I'm excited for us, like we talked about earlier, there are just so many uh, big signings and things coming up and being able just to talk about some of the news uh, in the autograph collecting world that's going on and bringing awareness so people can add to their collection. I'm excited about that. And um, and and I'll, I'll let Tom add to that and tease some of the signings, but we have... We, we did the math earlier. We have more signings in the first quarter of this year than we had all of last year ready to go. Awesome. That's so awesome. If I had to sell the podcast, I would say, listen to us because we don't really know what we're doing. And and that will be uh, rife for entertainment. That's, um, that's, honesty, a, that's, that's important. People, somebody, a friend asked me recently who was trying to start a podcast. He's like, so do you guys like script everything out? And I was like, have you ever listened to us? <laughs> I was like, you've been on the show. Do you remember getting a script? Like, <laughs> um, nobody knows what it's just fun. It's just, these are, these are just fun things to talk about. It's a fun hobby. It's obviously everybody's passionate about it. And like that enthusiasm is so like addicting to, to people who maybe, you know, have gotten autographs at conventions or, you know, stuff like that, but maybe they're not like hardcore into collecting. Uh, they will be soon. Uh, but yeah, like who, who's the next signing and can you tease what's coming up? Yeah, I'll, I'll give you two teases. Uh, we launched this thing that we, uh, we like to call the cameo collection, uh, with Eldo Ray Estes. Uh, it, it's just for fun. Um, we have a couple others like that. Um, that'll be pre-order only. Uh, one of them, you know, uh, had a, an amazing performance, um, as a uh, restaurant patron uh, in Ghostbusters 2. Um, Bill Murray. So that is in the, yeah, Bill Murray. <laughs> uh, that's in the works. Um, I'll even tell you what, Matt. Was, we didn't was, talk about this hey, beforehand. Hold on. Was that the guy, yeah, yeah. Uh, the guy who was the patron, was he in any other movies? <laughs> keep going, keep going. Sorry. Um, so uh, we have another signing coming up. Uh, obviously, our goal for the year is. Uh, boss film we have a lot of behind the scenes names we want to get to but we have that going and we have the slimer project Paradog project stay Puff project slimer ghostbuster 2 slimer project and so we're trying to spread the wealth um so we don't destroy everybody's financial situation um so we're we're trying to do other things as well outside the projects uh so upcoming you know where i'm going with this matt i'm gonna say it uh coming soon our first oh. real ghostbusters signing Oh, cool. With our first real Ghostbusters cast member. Awesome. First time private signer. Okay. Yeah. And we'll we, leave it at that. To, we had to help them determine how much their autograph is worth because they've never done this right. before. Oh, wow. Do you want so to, we're talking do you want that, to say the name? that new. Should we say Go it? For, Should we Tom announce it? The, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I can do this here. Ready for this? You pull, pull, it, I thought I had like, uh, I, I thought I had. Oh, do you have it? I thought I had a, a, a drum roll thing, but yeah, I don't. Well, so no. here's what we Sorry. have. Uh, you make the announcement, and then we'll we'll go from there. And all right, it uh, is Laura Summer, the original voice of Janine. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, She's cool. Oh, cool. I've interacted. Other- yeah. Go for There's it. another cast member from Real Ghostbusters that's really, really critical and really important, uh, and that person happens to be famous for many other things. And and uh, if this goes well, it will be our mission to bring that person to the group as well. All right, um, cool. If you Very think cool. about who that is, you probably know. All right, partly like because we'll selfishly, make- Tom and I both need this person to finish yeah. stuff. Yeah, come through all the. 
cuts all the bullshit. That's why we, we really pick the signings that we do is because we need them. for Yeah, our it's it's very self serving. Sure now you said this the the, yeah. the mystery person that you're trying to get is a Ghostbusters person or a real Ghostbusters person. Real Ghostbusters. Real yeah. Ghostbusters. Okay. All right. Okay. Very cool. Yeah, Very yeah. cool. Well, Laura Summer, I mean, that's awesome. She's great. Um, she's really interactive with people on Twitter and stuff like that. And uh, I mean, <clears throat> OG Janine, you can't you can't beat that. I'm I'm getting in on that signing for sure. Um well guys, this was great. I'm sure this is the first of many times we will uh, be doing this. Um and You're welcome on our show anytime, either of you. If you want to join us and, and make sure we don't go completely off the rails, you're welcome. <laughs> I'm just like a hall monitor. <laughs> guys, guys. Uh we've heard the Bill Murray story. We know we know Tom. It was sad. We know you're sad about it. Um so if I meet Bill Murray, I'm gonna be like, please do something insane. I need the story more than anything. Throw me off the roof. Um well get him to try to get him to hit you. Um Jake, thanks for joining. Tom, Matt, yeah, this man. is gonna be awesome. Now you're gonna be able to hear this on the YHS feed. You guys can carry this on your feed as well. And uh I think what's cool is you already have all these interviews that you've done that you'll be able to kind of like get the feed up and go. So there should be like a good wealth of content for people to comb through um, right from the start, which is uh, which is really awesome. So, uh, man, we'll catch you guys on the flip side. Good, good, uh, happy hunting. Uh, even though it's just doesn't, you can't can't do it right now. But we, we hope uh, we hope people are staying safe. And uh, Tom, Matt, this is your your show. Tom, close the show. Say something. Say something fancy so we can be done here. <laughs> Goodbye. There it That's is. That's what I got to say. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs>